The gifts of God, you must tear it up. Come on, brother. Hey, come on and stir it up. The gifts of God, you must tear it up. Oh, oh, oh. You're getting a little bit older How long is it gonna take for you to see? How much more time do you need to stare at the gift? Cause you must use the gift God gave you Oh, come on and stare it up the gifts of God, you must tear it up. Come on, brother. Hey, hey. Come on and stir it up. The gifts of God, you must tear it up. Oh, oh, oh. Do you remember how I called you? You were so young. You were so fresh and you were so excited The gifts and callings they are without repentance If I made you a prophet You will always be a prophet Come on and stir it up The gifts of God you must stir it up Come on brother Hey, hey, come on and stare it up The gifts of God, you must stare it up Oh, oh, oh Jesus and let's appreciate Mary ask your neighbor do you feel something is being stirred up in you oh ask the neighbor are you feeling a stirring up of the shepherding anointing in your life clap your hands for Jesus at this time I have great joy in welcoming to the pulpit a man who was used greatly yesterday to lead us into the transformation of our ministries. You know, from here, 
you are not going to be a butcher. You are going to be a shepherd. You remember the story Reverend Michael told us? Yes. You are not going to be a butcher, but you are going to be a shepherd. Amen. And I believe that God is going to help everyone here to experience a change in your ministry. Your ministry will not be the same again. It cannot remain the same. Your church cannot remain the same. Your ministry cannot remain the same. And I'm excited that we have with us a man God has used with practical experience in ministry in different towns and cities in, in Ghana and outside Ghana. I am happy to announce to you that the man you are about to hear this afternoon has got what your church needs. I said, has got what your church needs, the exact medication your church needs to move you to your next level. If you are ready, I want you to rise to your feet and let us with joy welcome the mega church pastor coming all the way from Cornerstone Cathedral in Tema. Bishop Ishmael Sam, clap your hands and let us receive him. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Father, for this afternoon. In the name of the Lord Jesus, for a wonderful word we have heard about gathering. May we be able to gather people in our churches. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's take our seats. Don't you ever think that my standing here has anything to do with my height. And those of you who have been taking pictures, when I'm taking a picture, don't take me standing on the, on the step. Take me from my knee up. I'm standing here because I want to get closer to you. <laughs> I want to get closer to you. So that's why I don't think that's because of my height. After all, me and Bishop Prince, I think the, the difference is just Small, small, be. <laughs> Amen. But thank you once again, Bishop Ogo, for organizing this wonderful conference. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful out of shepherding conference. And uh, teaching us how to do ministry. And I uh, thank you, Bishop Prince, for such a wonderful word. At a point, I just said, no, I don't have to take notes. I have to listen to him. And when he said, I said, please, can you email your note to me? Because it's a very, very, very powerful. See, why are we here? So that our churches will grow. Why do you want to be a good shepherd? So that you're, when you go and you are feeding the sheep, you have a lot of sheep there. So the end result of everything is that the crowds will gather. The people will come around. Is that not so? So, and that is exactly what he has come to tell us to do. Gather, how to gather the people. How to make them interested in the gathering. Because, you see, the first point is very important. People don't like God. I'm sure many of you are surprised. People don't like God. Yeah. They don't like God. So if you think that by organizing a church, people will come, you are joking. What they like, you see that they will be there. You, Sunday, when you go home, go and watch, after church, go and watch Manchester United and uh, another team. I mean, apart from Manchester, I don't know any other team. But Manchester and another team. You will see how the crowds have gathered. Because they like it. You guys, so we have to make them like it. Hallelujah. We have to make them like it. So thank you very much, Bishop Prince. You know, he was talking a lot in reference to crusades. But well as that, me, I was even talking about crusades. Yes, we, hey, you might remember one day somebody organized a crusade about this um, location of the crusades. Hey, he said the place is, if you go there, people are gathered. So he organized a crusade, big park. When I went there with my team, Charlie, not knowing that it's a car park, you know, car park, people come, trans lorry park, yeah, lorry, lorry station. 
So people come there to come and take glory to their various destinations. So after 7 p.m., they all disappear. And I was standing there alone. It was not easy. Big park, even Bonke will not go, will not be able to fill that park. So I think that's was that's why Bishop Ogo was saying that if you are not involved, you will not understand what he's saying. But if you are involved, you will say that everything he has said is relevant. So thank you very much once again, Bishop Prince. And uh, we want to thank our father, the bishop and the founder of Lighter Chapel International, who has encouraged us, encouraged us to do what we are doing. I want to start today by reading from John, 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. Can I have the Transform Your Pastoral Ministry book? 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. I said, that which was from the beginning... Which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. Verse 3. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you. Hallelujah. It means that he was not talking about anything that they have not handled themselves. He was not talking about something that he has not done himself before. He said, that which we have seen, that which has worked for us, that which we have heard, we have put it to practice and it has worked for us. That is what we declare. And that is, that is what this transform your pastoral transform uh, uh, out of shepherding congress is conference is all about. Hallelujah. It's about that which will work. Not anything that somebody has done to go to write one, two, three, step number one, kiss your wife, step number two, open the door for her, step number three, when she comes, say, honey, darling, step number, no, 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 not any, that which has worked, which, and that which will work for you, is what we are talking about. That which someone has used and has produced fruits, that is what we are talking about. Hallelujah. And if you also do it, it will work for you. I remember Bishop Andrei Chichinko in Ukraine. He always tells me why he comes for ISI and why he had decided to make somebody like Bishop Dak, who was his friend. And he always tells us it's because he has seen that whatever he's doing is working. It's not like he's shouting, he's screaming. What, what attracts him to him is because he has seen that whatever he's doing, is, whatever he's doing, is working. So if you're in Art of Shepherding Congress, eh, because some of you can come here and go without taking anything. But let me tell you, so it's because whatever Bishop Ogoi is doing, whatever we are, is working. So that even you may hear some things that does not really go with your constitution or your whatever. But as long as it is working, you have to be able to conform to it and work with it. You will see that your ministry, your shepherdora abilities and whatever skills will change. And things will change about you. So we are talking to you about things that we have seen. I have been a shepherd before. So I have seen it. I have been a shepherd in Light Out Chapel International where I have shepherded sheep and I have been a pastor. I have been an ordinary church member where my pastor has, sent, has seen something and I said, go and start a church. Where I was going, I didn't know whether it would work or not. Do you get it? But then, made inputs into my life, told me what to do, how to do it, books to read, messages to listen, and then it has worked. And then out of that, I have also started branches. 
I've also made pastors. And I've, by the grace of God, do you get it? So it has worked. So we are telling you about that which has worked. That if you use it, so he said that's what, so that we will all have, so that, that ye may also have fellowship with us, so that, that ye may also have the same thing. You may also have the same thing. You also have large churches. You may also have congresses. Have conf- this conference we are having, it is Bishop Dikeward Mills who encouraged us also to have conferences. Yes. So that you can also have conferences and have mega churches. Amen. And yesterday I referred you to this book. That which has worked for me. And that which will work for you. That this book is a book that is going to, is, is going to change your life forever and change your ministry forever. How many of you want your ministries to be transformed? That is why you are here, isn't it? You want your life, your ministry to be transformed. So it has worked. Let us pay attention to it. Every little thing I'm telling you here is important and it will help you. Yesterday we talked about what? Going back to real ministry. Going back to what? Real ministry. And that is what will work. That is what will transform our ministries and our churches from 200 to 300. That will transform our fellowship gatherings and meetings from 4 to 20. Our bustles, our satellite churches, our branches and our churches will change as we go back to do real, real ministry. The Lord gave the design of the temple to Moses. Do you remember? He wanted to build a temple. He gave the design to Moses in Exodus 25. After Moses, Solomon also came to build a temple. And we saw that Solomon followed exactly God's plan to the letter. He didn't introduce any variations. He did exactly what God asked him to do. You may say that, well, when God told Moses to build a temple, or Solomon could have said that when God gave Moses the design, it was some years ago. Now things have changed. And so we need to do one or two and introduce some variations to it. But Solomon didn't do that. He went exactly the way God had commanded to be done. And so he also built the temple and made sure that the gold featured wherever God wanted the gold to feature. Amen. Then we saw that a period came in the time of Rehoboam who introduced some variations to the temple, to the way God had wanted the church to be. God wanted the church to be. And this is that there are many Rehoboams introducing variations to the original plan of God. Amen. In 2 Chronicles 20, 12, we saw what happened for him before he did that. What happened? Bible said that Shishak, 2 Chronicles 12, 19 following, Bible said that Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem. And then he took away all the treasures, including the gold in the temple. And I told that Shishak is still on the attack. Shishak is attacking us through our jobs, whatever we are. I mean, Shishak is coming in so many other ways. He is a type of spirit around, trying to take away the gold, trying to take away the gold from the temple to destroy. So Shishak attacked and took. But the Bible says something. He carried away also the shields of gold which Solomon had made. He took away our evangelism. He took away our preaching of the gospel. He took away all those ones too after attacking. And instead, listen, instead of which came Rehoboam made shields of brass. Instead of which? Instead of Rehoboam standing his ground to say that, well, I don't know why 
my fathers built the temple this way. I don't know why they, they, they decided to stick to the preaching of the word this way. I don't know why they said that we should form the ministries this way. I don't know why, but I am going to stick to exactly that. I'm going to, I'm going to fight so that whatever it is will be the same. But the Bible said that Rehoboam took things for granted. Instead of going on a, on a fight, on some, on, some, on some fasting and prayer and taking back what should be in the temple, he compromised and decided to replace the gold with brass, which looks like gold, but it is not it. It's not the same. And that is what it is. Many, many churches look like churches, but they are not churches. I'm telling you. Many people look like pastors. They are not pastors. They are not pastors. Many people look like shepherds. If you like, go and give your sheep to the she that shepherd. He will eat the sheep and make the sheep kebab. You will see how sheep are eaten. Eat the sheep, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> Many people, they are, <laughs> they are butchers. Butchers, they are not shepherds. But they look like, they look like, and you need a certain eye and understanding to see that this is brass and not gold. Hallelujah. It almost happened to Peter and the rest in Acts chapter 6 verse 2. But then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not good that we should leave the word of God and serve the word. Which means that for some time, Shishak had attacked them. And they thought they were doing the right things. They thought they were doing the right things. It took somebody like Peter to see that, no, there is something wrong. What we are doing have, is, is that a semblance of gold, but it is not. That is not what we saw our father or our, our, our mentor, our father or Jesus. That's what we saw our leader do. So there is something wrong. Why are we serving tables? I am sure Peter noticed that, I mean, realized that for some time he had not been reading his Bible. He has not been praying. So what was it? What was the reason? What was happening to him? Then he realized that no! Shishak has come. Shishak has come. But Shishak can come through your marriage, can come through your job, can come through so many ways. But anything that takes away prayer, and the word and red ministry from your life is a kind of a type of shishak. And you have to, and you don't have to just take it and say, oh, okay, like we must say, instead, instead of which. Do you get it? Instead of which. No. You have to make sure that you don't compromise. The gold must come back to the church. And when you preach the real word, the real word, you will see that your church will grow. After who makes the church to grow? It is God who makes the church to grow. You can never make the church to grow. Hallelujah. So Peter brought our mind again to the pattern and to the ways, the keys that we need to use so that we operate and do real ministry. And what were the things he said? So we'll give ourselves one to what? Prayer. Prayer. Take away prayer and you don't have any foundation for your ministry. Take away prayer. You don't have any foundation for your ministry. The pastor of the one time in, recorded in the book, in the Guinness Book of Record, largest church, Loga Yonkichos. How many years old? He is still, he says, I pray three hours a day. And you have 70 members. You still don't have time to pray. You have 200 members. He said, don't have time to pray. And even these days, when we talk about prayers, like, it's no, these things, they are not revelations. You know, these are things that we, we want to hear some powerful words. So he talked about what? Prayer. He talked about the word. He talked about also what? The word. He talked about prayer and the word. He said, this is ministry. This 
is ministry. So today, I want to go a little bit deep into, a little bit deeper into prayer. And if you have some time, the word. In another time, we'll go into the anointing and others. Amen. So Peter says that we will give ourselves to prayer. We will give ourselves to what? Prayer. Now, if you read this book, Transform Your Pastoral Ministry, the part two, it talks about prayer. How prayer will help you to build your ministry. Many, for, for, for some years now, I've been going to Korea every other year for Church Good Conference. You'd be surprised to know that every year as we have gone to this conference, Dr. Yonggu Cho will speak almost about the same message. He doesn't change the message that is about the same thing. It's like, ah, why is he speaking about this, talking about the same message over and over again? And you get to, you see, he is talking to you about what has made his church to work. Because why did you travel to Korea? So that your church will work. Why did you come here? So that you become a good shepherd. Amen. So the things you need are the things you are hearing. Prayer. Prayer. You see, you see that prayer is the foundation for real ministry. Prayer is the foundation for real ministry. If you want a ministry to work, pray. The only thing you heard the disciples go to Jesus to ask for is that to ask them to teach them to do is that teach us to pray. Why did they do that? Because they could always see Jesus praying. And they realized that there must be something about this particular thing that he does, which has had an effect on the work he's doing. There must be something. They didn't go and say, pray, I mean, teach us to lay our hands on the sick. They didn't go and say that. Say, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Which is Jesus was always praying, a man of prayer. And let me tell you, if you are a shepherd, you are a pastor, you are any kind of a leader, you have to pray. You have to have times to pray. You cannot do ministry without praying. And there are reasons for praying. There are reasons for praying. First of all, if Jesus prayed, why wouldn't you pray? He is the one who says, I am building my church. You didn't know anything about the church. Don't let me go into that one. But he is the one who said, I am building my church. Amen. Now, I want you to do that. Pray because Jesus prayed. Pray because Jesus prayed. Pray also because prayer is a great act of faith. It's a great act of faith. If you are a pastor, you must be a man of faith. And faith, you show me your faith by what you do. Hallelujah. The way for me to show to you that I have faith in God is through prayer. The ability to talk to a person I cannot see and still expect the person to answer. You have to have faith. A lot of faith. To be able to be talking in a room to yourself alone and this time to have added tongues. So you are in the room, you are alone. And the Bible said that you speak not unto man, but unto God. For no man understanded you. However, in the spirit, you are speaking mysteries. You don't understand, but you, you believe. You believe that you are talking to God. And he will answer. It's faith. It takes faith to be able to wake up in the morning at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. or 3 and say, I am praying. Because let me tell you, we don't see God. We don't see God. Look, how many of you will be happy one day as we are praying in tongues? I have some tongues here. Eh? And some of you, your tongues must change. When you are doing warfare, shabalabalaba. 
when you are doing this Shabbat. No, no, no. You, the warfare must have some Chinese in it. I have some tongue. When I'm, when I'm praying down there, I know that I've entered into warfare. Cha, cha. Hey, this one, I'm, 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 I'm somewhere. It's a fight. You are speaking to God. How many of you will be happy one day as you're saying, chan, 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 then you hear, you hear a cough. <coughs> In the room, how, how many of you will be happy that God didn't even answer, he just coughed? <coughs> how you'll be happy? Yeah, you fall down, or you were praying. And then God just said, Ishmael. He didn't say anything. He didn't answer. He didn't just say, Ishmael. The way you pray. But we don't see him. And yet we are talking to him. And we are talking to him for hours. So it's an act of faith. And that's why many people, you see, the less you pray, it means that you don't have faith. The less faith you have. The more you pray, the more faith you have in God. That is, that is it. That's how faith starts in the first place. Talking to a man you have not seen. And you believe. So, three o'clock, he wake up. And I understand Dr. Yonguicho, when he wakes up to pray, <laughs> he will go and take his trouser and his shirt. He will button it and tuck in. Bath. His bath. You take your jokoto. You are in your boxer shorts. You take your jokoto. Your, your boxer shorts. You are feeling sleepy. And you take your hapa. But I realize you have slept throughout the, the, the four hours. And you move from his room to an office to go and pray. Work. You have not seen the person, but you have faith. So prayer is even when we are telling our members to have faith, we ourselves must tell us that show to us that we have faith. And the way God will see that we have faith is how we go to him. But he that cometh, whoever comes to God must believe that he is. He is. Amen. So it's an, it's an act of faith to pray. It's an act of faith to pray. When you pray, you will realize that you will be, you know that God is, so you will realize you will be able to exercise faith for things to happen in your life. Amen. You know, Prayer is prayer also makes you into a man of authority. Prayer makes you into a man or a shepherd or a pastor of authority. You need you need to have some authority as you are praying. Be a man of authority. Matthew chapter 7 verse 28. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Hallelujah. And authority can be explained as not easily defined, invisible magnetic aura that surrounds a man of God. Authority. You know, sometimes somebody can go and share the word somewhere. And then like Jesus did, because he was just preaching. He was preaching. He didn't call out for anybody. And yet a demon and a devil in the congregation shouted and screamed, Ah! Jesus of Nazareth, what have you to do with us? He just was preaching. Another person, he, he, they, they went to cast out the devil. A number of them, they were seven. And the devil told look, what are you saying? What do you saying? Who should come out? You see, that authority God is talking about is not authority over any man, authority over demons. As we are preaching, we are not preaching, a, you see, we are not preaching against people, we are preaching against principalities, powers. And that authority, that power, it is those powers who are supposed to recognize those authority. They are supposed to recognize it. Some of you, your members recognize you as a man of authority, but demons don't recognize you at all. In fact, demons like your preaching. Demons, they remix your preaching at their meetings. 
You know how you can sing Onapo and remix Onapo? Onapo remix. Demons like your... See, sinners are supposed to come to church. Do you understand? I've got a church for sinners. But some of you, the, your church is like demons. They are comfortable. God, there's no authority in the word. There's no authority in the word. But prayer, look, whatever we do, we cannot change anybody. For many years, nobody could change me. It took the word of God to change me. The spirit in the word to change me. Do you understand? So it is prayer that will make you a man of authority. Prayer that will make people gather. That will make people gather. You can do all the steps, all the skills, everything, but if you don't back it, if you don't back it up with prayer, it ain't gonna work. Jesus did it. Who is a better preacher than Jesus? Who is a better preacher than Jesus? But he prayed. He prayed. Hallelujah. So prayer makes you into a man of authority. And we need to pray. Hallelujah. Pastors, shepherds, you have three sheep, you have four sheep, you have six sheep. Pray for them. Why would they go and come back to church? They will go and come back to church because you are praying for them. Amen. Prayer is very, very important because prayer makes you a, of, makes you a man of anointing. A man and a woman of anointing. Not by might, not by power. Shakaba shakata barobo tukaya shake. Piyakwa. Okay, okay, say shouting. Yes, Lord. Piyakwa. Listen, you can piyakwa hundred times. The spirit will still be in the person. The spirit will go and come with 10 more demons every Sunday because you are not anointed. Not by might. Not by power. Not by might. Not by power. What we are seeing here is not by might. It's not by power. Today is Thursday. Thursday morning. People have gathered. At least I can see people who are not full-time pastors, who are working in banks and everything. They're seated here Thursday morning to hear the word of God. It is by what? The anointing. It is even unbeliever, an unbeliever recognizes no man can do this except God was with him. Even an unbeliever, Nicodemus, he recognized that thing. That what Jesus was doing was because of the anointing. Amen. Prayer. Why, why would prayer make you a man of honor? Because when you pray, prayer is like talking to God. And when you talk to somebody for a very long time, what do you do? You become close to the person. Is that not so? You become, as Bishop Prince was talking, and I just could see, you understand? I just could see where he's coming from. I just could see where he was coming from. You see, when, the closer you are to somebody, the more authority anointing and powerful your word becomes. That's one day when Mary asked the angel, why should I believe what you are saying? So I'm Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. That's all. I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. If you don't believe it, just be there. That's where I'm coming from. I am close to God. So that when you come to church on Sunday morning and you have been close to God and you are coming to preach. Hey! Many times I will go to church and I'll prepare. And just before I'll go and preach, God will say, preach about this. And I'll preach. And I'll see that. Hey. And I say, if I had not preached this word, and I'll preach my message, it is his church. And he wants the people to hear what they have to hear. Hallelujah. So church, we need to go to the original part and it includes prayer. And that means that it will make us, you see, we can put oil on you every day to receive anointing. I see you. You are anointed in the name of take it one. Hey. Yeah, it's good. But that anointing will not stay on you until you pray. Hallelujah. It may come to do something temporary in your life, 
but it will not rest on you. So be a man and a woman of prayer. Remember when we were coming up as shepherds, Bishop will always tell us that pray, the ordinary Christian prays at least one hour, and a pastor must pray three hours a day. That's what he kept telling us. Because Jesus told the disciples, could you not pray for, wait for me, with me for at least one hour? And they were not pastors. You get it. And they were also not born again. They were not pastors, they were not, so they didn't have the spirit. And we are born again, we are pastors, we speak in tongues. He will ask. And he will ask and ask till you, it will be, you will know that if you don't pray, that something has happened to you. It has something is wrong with you. But how many of us do pray? But we want anointing. But prayer will make you a man or a woman of anointing because you get close, closer and closer to God. Exodus 24, 8, 18, sorry. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud. Tell somebody to go into the midst of the cloud. Stop what you are doing. Stop sharing food. Stop what you are doing. Go into the midst of the clouds. And got him up into the mountain. And Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. What was he doing? He was praying and communing with God. When Moses came down, hey, the book couldn't look at his face. When Moses came down, they couldn't look at his face. Because their glory, having been with God for a very long time, having been with God for a very long time, you know sometimes how it, how it is, like you, you are with your wife or your husband for a very long time, you even start looking, you start look, begin to look alike, isn't it? Like Bishop Ogo is becoming more, a, 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 a more handsome than I used to know him. Because he's beginning to look like Marian. Yeah. You, even be, so you, you, when he came down, they could not look at his face because he had communed with God. You demons look at you. They, they even want to give you a hug. They, Demons want to when when we are in church, they look for someone to go and hug. The demon they will come to you straight away and they come and hug like that. Hey, they, one day I was taking a trotro, I was going to board a trotro, and or this man who had this towel on his neck and has that thing there. You know what I'm talking about, and he was also going to board a trotro. We all went in like that, and when we when I say trotro, you must know how long ago the story. <laughs> When we went into the car, then the man looked at me. He's a young man. He's a young boy. And the man from all from the appearance looked like a juju man or whatever, fetish priest. Uh-huh. He's a young man. There is fire on your forehead. I said, Wow. He's a young man. When the man was coming, he was, doing, he was saying something. I sat down. He also sat there. He's a young man. There's fire your forehead. You are seeing something. Demons must look at you because you are being with God and they should say, this pastor dear. One of our pastors, one of our pastors, I was talking to somebody who came to a Bible school from another country and the person told me that she used to belong to a certain sect or a group or whatever and they had meetings with Satan. I was talking to her. Said they had meetings with Satan. And she herself has been there when they had had meetings with Satan before. Yeah. And so, as of how did you end up coming to this, this Bible school? She told me that she was sent. There were three ladies. They were sent to, he said they sent them to pastors to make them fall. So she was sent to one of our churches in a country to go and call the pastor to fall. And there were three. See, they tried and tried and tried. They didn't succeed. So I asked, why didn't you succeed? He said that any time they went to the church and the pastor was preaching, they could feel fire. This is not... That day when she finished talking to me, I wanted somebody to join me in my car to go home. Join me myself, I was scared. The thing she said. I wanted somebody to join because the thing she said, she said, look, the pastor was always, anytime she, he stands preaching, 
They could feel fire, so the two, two of them left. And he, she didn't go. And so one day, the pastor preached a certain message. And then she decided to give her life to Christ. And she showed me um, some scars on her body, how she was whipped when she gave her life to Christ. She slept. And literally, demons came to her room to beat her. Lash her. Lash her. But what happened? He said that we could see that this, and also, were you able to get some of the pastors? Oh, said they got them. But this one, they didn't get him. This one. Why? Because of his closeness to God. Because of his closeness to God, they did not get prayer. Please, see, don't let Shishak convince you to instead of prayer, put WhatsApp, put strategies, and put in that looks like gold, but it's not. Don't, don't allow it. No matter the advancement, no matter whatever it is, prayer is still prayer. It has not changed. And it will, some things do not change. Some things do not change. Pray. Pray. Peter said we should pray. I am sure Peter felt that some anointing was, these days they were not, something was not, yes, yeah, the fire was going. He felt, he felt something. He felt something. That says, no, 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 no. Let's go and pray. He told them, have you forgotten? We used to walk and our shadows would fall on people and they'll be healed. And now nothing is happening. Let's go back and pray. It was not because of us. It's because of the prayer. So let's go back and pray. Pray because, shepherd, pastor, pray because prayer binds demonic activities in your ministry. Let me tell you something. This thing we are doing, eh? We are, do you think God is against us? Building a church. God is not against us. So who is against us? It's Satan. It is Satan who is against us. Therefore, we need to pray to bind the works of Satan. When Jesus said the gate of hell shall not prevail, he didn't say go and sleep and the gate of hell will not prevail. He also gave you the keys. The keys. So that the gate of hell will not prevail. The one of the important keys is prayer. For the gate of hell, they will come. They will come. But we have to make sure that it does not prevail. Look, demons, things are fighting us. As we are doing it. You, you think, you see, look, you think we are doing nothing. But the devil is not happy at all about what we are doing. He's not happy. He's not happy with us. One day I was asleep. No, I wasn't asleep. I was going to sleep and somebody called me. And the person said, this person called me. It was around 12, 31, thereabout. Or 130, 1, This person who called me, he called me because he was not asleep. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I've cut it short. He called me because of something. But he said he decided to go to our church. Our church. He just decided to go around there. Because what he used to do, because what he used to do, he's not someone who sleeps in the night. So, so he said, go and walk around. He couldn't sleep. When he went, he saw that somebody was going around our church building with two, three people, one woman, two girls. Going around, and they were pouring something like anointing oil. Pouring anointing oil. So he decided to get closer to them. And to listen to what they were saying. Do you know what they were saying? They were praying. And they were pouring anointing oil. But do you know the prayer? The prayer was that, let Bishop Sam die. Let his wife be a widow. And let his children be fatherless. And they were praying. Praying like that. And do you know what the brother did? The brother was able to record the prayer. I mean, they were praying so loud that he was able to record the prayer. And I said, wow. As, whilst I was about to sleep, in fact, we, we, I had to take that tape recording to police commander in Tema. I wasn't afraid, but I just wanted to teach her one or two lessons. So I took it to the Tema police commander. I played, I said, they should tell her 
that if anything happens to me, even in death, I shall hold her responsible. <laughs> but as I'm talking, she is paralyzed. I'm walking anyway. Yes, she's paralyzed. paralyzed. But I'm here preaching. I'm not dead. Amen. See, demons are not happy with what we are doing. And we need to pray. You see, why do you think that the people come to church and they don't come again? Why do you think the people come to church and they don't come again? It's because of devils. Why do you think that they hear the word one day I was preaching? As I was preaching, God opened the eyes of one, somebody in the church and said, as I was preaching, somebody in the realm of the spirit had come to stand in front of the pulpit and she was bathing. <laughs> I mean, the church is full of young men. And the person in the spirit, he said, this is, you don't understand. You don't have to understand. You have to. The person was bathing as I was preaching. I said, wow. That is why you finish preaching and the members will go and but they realize they are watching pornography, they are doing all that. Hey. So I organized a prayer meeting. I organized a prayer meeting. We prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. Another time we heard, they said, oh, the person, and I said, oh, the woman that they saw had gone to stand by the door, the next door. I mean, she was standing there looking at us. And I said, she was coming from the back door. That woman, sometimes we got brought Prophet Kakla to the church. I was just walking with him. And he just said, ah, what woman is that? I said, which woman? He said, ah, there's a woman. I said, no woman is it. He said, oh, I saw a woman. I said, oh, okay, you've also seen her. Okay, you've also seen her. Anytime anybody mentions that spirit, we'll go into prayer. We go, and anytime we do that, something happens in the church. Look, depending on where you are, I mean, where I, I know where I am. Do you get it? So, prayer is what we deal with demonic activities. Yes. You have to be a man and a woman of prayer. Never get so busy. And that's what almost happened to Peter and Paul. They became, Peter and Herod, sorry. Peter and Herod. They became so busy that they thought that now we shouldn't pray. Now we are so important. We are so important. Look, Bishop Doug is the pastor of this big church. Pastor of this, but there are times that I will not call him. There are certain times and hours that I will not call because I know that he will be praying. I know that he will be praying. Big, not, you see, this church you see is a branch of it's a branch, one of the branches, even in this part of Ghana. But there are times that I will not. It's part of all the things he's doing. He still finds time to pray. And we see him praying. Do you get it? Just as disciples said, teach us to pray. We, we know his manner of life. So, beloved, let us pray. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. You for, look. Just pray. God will, God will, look. Pray. Prayer and doing real ministry by the grace of God has sent me to places that I never thought of. Just praying and doing real ministry. Real ministry. Tomorrow we have to, I'll talk about the word. Preaching the real word. Real ministry. Don't, don't try to, don't try to impress anybody. Do you know who you should impress? Impress God. Yeah. If God is happy with you, and man, the whole world is not happy with you, you can go to sleep. You are safe. It's like if your father is happy with you, and your brothers are not happy with you. Oh. Who pays your school fees? <laughs> is it your father who pays? Your brother, do they pay your school fees? The one who, if the one who pays your school fees says, I'm happy with you, what else do you need? You get it. So, beloved, let us pray. This is one of the things that you do in secret. No one sees. When you see people walking, you see Bishop Prince has given us all the things about the crusade, the crowds and everything. But what he didn't tell you is that behind it is a machine. Machine of prayer. That one is done in secret. Hallelujah. That one is done in secret. So let us not, instead of prayer, let us not put anything there. 
let us pray. And prayer will deal with demonic activities. There are demons in the church who cause people not to come to church again. One day, somebody's church was not growing. He, he had done everything, the church was not growing. Then a guest minister visited his church. As he was preaching, he just lifted his head and he saw right on top of the ceiling was a snake. But not a snake you will see. Yeah. Not a snake you will see. Ah, for snakes. One day somebody was selling medicine for snakes. Medicine for snakes. Oh, say, but I can't even know It's like, whoever, if you are bitten by a snake, they will give you some of the medicine. You drink water, and that thing will, yes, the poison, whatever, will, will be neutralized. As he was selling that thing, somebody had this um, plastic snake and threw it on him like that. The way the man left everything. <laughs> And they also so ah, but you, you have the medicine for stay. Why are you run out of the share? I don't know. See, if you were the one who was selling it, wouldn't you run? He just, he, he's selling it. He didn't tell you that he's. Yeah. Hey. If you see a snake, you run away. But in the realm of the spirit, but what will prayer do? After out of shepherding congress, after all the congresses, after everything, you put everything, and you read there was there's some demonic activity somewhere. That is not letting things work. What do you have to do? Praying, and especially praying in tongues. But say that you don't you are not speaking to man. However, in the spirit, you are speaking mysteries. You are dealing with that snake. You are doing the reason why people come to church and they go. You are dealing with a woman who is baffling in front of the church. You are doing the with everything you are dealing with everything pray and you see if a pastor don't only just go and say some pastor what you do I go and get prayer warriors to pray for you but you yourself you don't pray it's good to have prayer warriors to pray for you to intercede for you but it does not take away the fact that you should pray also for yourself or yourself you should speak in thanks yourself hallelujah so let me just give you one more one more key and then we would take a break how many of you want to have mega churches when you live here you want to see that your church has increased your your ministry has transformed is that not so listen it says that prayer creates and gives birth to new dimensions in ministry prayer creates and gives birth to new dimensions, new dimensions in ministry. You want your church to grow. You want to see numbers in your church. Pray. Isaiah 66 verse 8 says, that, For as soon as Zion traveled, as soon as the pastor traveled, as soon as the shepherd Travel, she brought forth her children. She brought forth her children. So you must pray. Prayer will bring growth. And if you read this book, we have traveling prayers. If you if, if you pray, you give birth. Some of you must begin to give birth to multiple numbers that you are meeting now. They are there. They are there. They are there. there. How many number of people want to see in your church? They are there. You want to have multiple services? They are there. You want to see how many people and branches? They are there. But until Zion traveled, until Zion traveled, they were not formed. Children didn't come out. So we need to pray. We need to travel to see growth, to see increase. You see, growth and the Bible said that I, Paul said, I planted, 
Apollos watered, but it's God who brings the increase. I mean, how the way this increase, you have no idea. You have no idea. It's God who does it. That's why when you pray, when you pray, you see that things will be happening. You know, some people ask you, how, how do you do this? And you honestly, you cannot give any answer to it. Because you don't know how. God did it. Amen. God did it. So, church, let's... Shishak. <laughs> let's go back to real ministry. Pastors, whoever will tell that if you do real ministry, you will not see growth. It's lying to you. It's lying to you. If you do real ministry, you will see that the things that you have been fighting for, they will just come chasing you. You see growth. You see churches. And you see ministries springing up in your church in the name of Jesus. Shall we bow our heads? I should put our hands together for Jesus.